0: People of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turine Productions. This is Rodney Trudgeon welcoming you to this week's edition of People of Note right here on Fine Music Radio. It's a celebration, really, of Jewish music in the program today because my guest is Raymond Goldstein, who was born here in Cape Town, actually, and matriculated at Weinberg Boys High School and then completed his musical studies at the SA College of Music at UCT. He taught at Thornton High School, organist for the Green and Seapoint Hebrew Congregation, and then until 2019 he was on the faculty of the Jerusalem Academy of Music specializing in opera musical theatre and Jewish art music. And then since the opening of the Jerusalem Great Synagogue in 1982, Raymond has held the post of music arranger and associate conductor of its world-famous choir, which travels internationally, having scored over 1,200 compositions for it. In 1991, he was appointed senior teacher at the Tel Aviv Cantoral Institute, a post he still holds today. And then, as a musical director and accompanist, he frequently appears both on stage, radio, and television in Israel, and has undertaken concert tours of Australia, the USA, Western Europe. He's made professional recordings with international cantors and singers, and his name appears on more than 300 cassette tapes and DVDs. His compositions include a chamber opera, three cantatas, a concert kabbalat, Shabbat service, orchestrations, work for chamber ensemble, and over 4,000 arrangements, sacred and secular. Raymond Goldstein, welcome. That's quite a <laughs> quite a bio I've just read out there. I know. And as someone said
1: when they did the performance of my children's suite, and he's an Israeli composer, and he's
0: still very much alive. <laughs> oh, really? oh, good point. <laughs> but, you know, reading through all that and everything you've done, You said before we came into the studio that you were a bit of a chameleon, and you can hear that from all of this. But what is your, if someone said, well, I'm going to say to you, what is your main interest in occupation? Well, it's turned out to be a liturgical arranger. I came to
1: Israel at a time where the standard of new arrangements for synagogue choir was at an ebb. Everybody thought that whatever could have been done after the famous Golden Age it was in America. That's Josela Rosenblatt and Hirschman, later Glanz and the Kuczewski brothers. Everybody thought, well, that's that. But there was a massive problem. All the music that had been written was written for children's choir or mixed choir, which was children and men. In the Orthodox tradition, we do not have women singing. In the conservative tradition and reformed tradition, there's no problems at all. Mm-hmm. So it was a situation that when we put together the choir for the Jerusalem Synagogue, we were faced with the problem that people were taking mixed choir arrangements and singing them TTBB. And any musician knows it does not go with the inverted intervals. It's going to sound absolutely horrible. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I would squirm when I would do that. And over the years, I've had to develop a technique of writing for male choir from SATB. And uh, there are many books. Just let's remind people what SATB is: soprano, alto, tenor, bass. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there are many books that always teach us how to write for mixed choir. Mm. They don't tell you how to write for male choir. Yeah. As There's, you
0: said, TT two
1: tenors, two basses. Exactly. And the problem was, by the way, K. Rubini wrote a requiem in three parts, which means that you can write very successfully male choir with three parts, but. Mm-hmm. I sometimes advise new choirs to start with with three voices as opposed to four voices. The problem is to get people to come to rehearsals and if no matter what you pay them there will always be problems of people not showing up to
0: rehearsals and you're holding on to the edge of your seat (laughs) just to get a performance done. I know. Richard what I would like to do just stepping back a little bit was why did you go to Israel in the first place? Oh that's a leading question. Very simple. I
1: had, the year before I'd left, for my little school, I did the South African premiere of Anne of Green Gables by Norman Campbell, which was a major success. I directed from the piano a seven-piece orchestra, and everybody went absolutely nuts and crazy over it and said, this is it, this is wonderful. And then the principal, the high school teacher, said to me, listen, next year, on the a school, you've got to do it, in Afrikaans, and I groaned. And I, he says, "Well, yeah, it's a catalog from Craig." I think correct yes, Craig. I still remember these things. And I went through all the works. And I said, "I'm sorry, I'm not prepared to do any of this. This was beneath the standard of what I would like to have done." So he says to me, "So what are you going to do?" I said, "I will write my own musical." And he says, "Have you ever written a song?" I said, "No." <laughs> but it was do or die. I had a wonderful colleague who unfortunately passed away very early, Barry Gerber, who was also a bit of a playwright, and he said to me, Raymond, you're a beautiful musician. I know how to like plays. Let's write a play together. And we got together, and in two months we whipped up a show called Lene het and This which has come once again to confess. And the music was very tuneful, over 180 pages. We devoted our lives to this work. We got everybody involved. But it was already September 1976. Oh dear. And I don't want to go any further. No, we know. And instead of having all the press coverage that I would have liked to have had as a young man, people were too scared to come out at night. This was Mm -hmm. the situation. And I decided that I needed to have a break and to take a half a year's holiday. And I went to my principal and I said to him, I'm not taking a holiday, and he, he said, no, you won't come back, he said to me. I said, sure, sure. He says, you must if I remember this correctly, and make the ground to till the soil, and nada na your Himmel and to be closer to your God, which was I thought was like an old, beautiful Dutch blessing, mm, go ahead. Absolutely. And I said, no, I'm coming back, but I came to Israel ostensibly to improve my Hebrew, And uh, they got hold of me very soon and said, you're not going back. We need (laughs) you here. You are a high school teacher with tenure. They said, you'll be a high school teacher. Yeah. The only difference was that I had had left behind wonderful students who I loved and adored and have been in correspondence for many years ever since, as opposed to some of the brats I had to put up (laughs) with in Israel who don't have that type of discipline, but wonderful kids. And I went to teach one particular class for choir, and I went to the principal there afterwards, I said, "Yeah, the keys, goodbye, I'm not interested, I'm changing my profession. But I worked as a librarian, I was a student, um, I was a you distributed, an exchange student, I finished my UNISA degree in Israel, and um, because of that I had a special student card, and I worked as a librarian in the Alia in Jewish music at the National Library in Jerusalem. To make ends meet, I would do 150 hours a month, wow. which was equivalent of $350. In those days, I had left her behind Cape Town, where it was $20, 30 per hour in those days, uh-huh. in the good old heady days. Nevertheless, I persevered, and it takes one South African to help another. And somebody, an ex-South African, who shall remain nameless, a very dear friend of mine, was at the time performing in the opera studio at the Academy of Music, and he knew me. And the director was throwing out the companies left, right and centre. And he says, Listen folks, I have somebody living across the street from the academy. He shuts what you need. He said, Bring him and mm-hmm. I came over there and they put Hansel and Gretel, uh in front of me and El not what was it? Elizade de Moray, I think mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. And I sat and I played it. I had done work for KPAP in my earlier years with Chenorentela and Afrikaans and music blade spells and all the rest of it. And he says, where have you been? We need you desperately. I said, well, I'm five minutes away walking. He says, why did you not come? I said, I wrote the letter in English. He says, that's not the way. You have to write it, come through the back door type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And the rest was history. I've been on the faculty for 45 years, and I did
0: Jewish music, Jewish art music, and we started doing a lot of recording of Jewish art music. You know what, Raymond? I want to talk about why you are here. You had that concert a few days ago also in Johannesburg and also about some of your teachers which obviously who obviously inspired you through your early career. But I said we'd hear some Jewish music and our first piece that you've chosen its English translation is Day of Sabbath. So what are we going to hear and say it in Hebrew? Yom the, Yom title I mean.
1: the title is Uv Yom HaShabbat and uh, it speaks about the Sabbath and the joy of Sabbath. It's written in a Hasidic manner in other words, it's very rhythmic and it's written in a mode. You have to understand that the Jewish modes are not major and minor. They can also be Phrygian
0: modes. Yes, so you, like the uh, early uh, Western Phrygian Dorian. Very exactly. Yes. Yeah, but
1: it's ta ta ti And you have to bend the uh the makam, as you would say, the 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 Steiger. You have to bend it sometimes to be more in tone with what is needed. And in other words, the dominant key, you start on the dominant, becomes a quasi-tonic. And then after a certain time, it moves up a fourth to the actual minor key of what the piece is. Are we going to hear that in this piece? That's going to be the very first piece. Now, it's, yeah, you see exactly my eclectic style, where you have the American musical. Don't forget, most American. use... Did you write this piece that we're going to listen to? No, it's an arrangement. Oh, okay. My whole... Policy usually has been to take other people's music because I know about other people's music mostly than other people do know, as opposed to writing my own music. I always felt that this was my goal in life to enrich and give a new color to To
0: existing music. Exactly. Okay, let's listen then to Day of Sabbath. Now, in English, that was called Day of Sabbath. It was the first choice of my guest on People of Note here on Fine Music Radio this week, Raymond Goldstein, from Cape Town uh, and lived here and then went to Jerusalem where, as we've been hearing, he had this fantastic career. But I want to cover just quickly now at this point of the interview, Raymond, why you came. That You just had concerts in Johannesburg and Cape Town. Correct. Was that the reason you came? Were Ooh. you invited or what happened? It was simply, it happened as follows, as I am now retired, I
1: said to the wife, let us take a little bit of a break. I want to go look up the roots. I want to visit family. I want to go to my father's grave. Have you still
0: got family here in Cape I've got a first cousin over
1: here. I've got a third cousin. And in Johannesburg, I have a first cousin. Unfortunately, our parents have all passed away. But your wife is English, isn't she? My wife is English. Right. And uh, we decided we were going to come away for three weeks. It's university break. Mm-hmm. I teach also at the Tel Aviv Cantor Institute. We're having a break there. And it was a suitable time. When I mentioned to one of my dear colleagues who is very well-known in Johannesburg, Colin Shachat, mm. who's a very well-known, uh, renowned baritone, and a very dear close friend and one who has commissioned me to do some cantatas, that I was coming through to South Africa. He says, wonderful. He says, I will tell David Zebra about it, because we know each other very well. He says he doesn't just want to do piano conducting. If you are here, you'll be at the piano. So the next thing before I knew, they said, you are on. You're in. We're doing a concert in Cape Town for the Mareros Synagogue with a pickup orchestra, which was superb, I must tell you, um, about 36 players. And I said, what about the program? He said, well, if you are in... Half the program were my orchestrations immediately, of all different shapes and sizes. More on the light music side, because that would be more palatable to the, the audience. When the army cantor Shai Abramson, heard that I was going to come, he says, you're going to be in Johannesburg at the same time. I'm asked to do a concert for Yeshiva College in Johannesburg. I need you. We performed four months ago in Viviana. Not the first time Uh, we performed all over the show. And then I was a few months ago, I was performing with the English Chamber Orchestra in London. So this is what I do. And more and more concerts are with orchestras today than just solo piano. Mm. So suddenly, he says, you're on. I found myself doing a wonderful concert in Johannesburg 10 days ago. And then I found myself, yes, yeah. so I said to my wife, this is a typical busman's holiday. <laughs> yeah. And we So are much getting, for your holiday. No, it's fine. So but I'm sure you again, love it. Sure you I love know. it. I can't breathe without it. I love these sort of things. Mm. So we came away for three and a half weeks instead of two
0: weeks. So were the both concerts well attended? Very well attended. And a, a enthusiastic audience?
1: Enthusiastic Wherever I go, people come to concerts because my name is on the program. It's, oh, a, really? horrible, <laughs> it's a horrible thing, egotistical thing to say, but it works When it's fact, it works. And over here in uh, Seapoint, we had a packed house. There must have been about 550 people, which which is is a lot. Seapoint has never had a Jewish liturgical concert like this with Augusta, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Johannesburg have done various things. I myself did Jewish harmony singers with Colin Schachert and two others a number of years ago, but that's Johannesburg. Johannesburg always gets the big bite of the apple, and then, oh, the,
0: it always does, it,
1: yes. then the people down here get
0: the, the pits. No, we do well down here. <laughs> Come on, Raymond. Listen, just uh, looking, and as we've been speaking about you, I've suddenly... What? How did you get involved in music in the first place? Go back to your youngest moment with music.
1: Very simple. My late father, Sidney Goldstein, a blessed memory, had his own dance combo called Knights of Swing. All the old timers will remember him. K N I G H T S, and he was a typical style of, you know, the song Avalon. That was his theme song. He didn't read music, but he had a band. And they used to play for the local football clubs and the rugby clubs and the Yiddish chasenes which is the Jewish weddings, and all over the show, until my father had a stroke, unfortunately, 45, and he had to stop it. But at the same time, he had a voice like Yossi Buehling, a beautiful lyric tenor voice. And he was quickly grabbed by the leading synagogues to be their tenor. Mm. Afterwards, he became choir master for a short while to the lamented uh, Friedrich Synagogue, which no longer exists. And I sang in these choirs from the age of three through to 17, through puberty. And uh, two, three years after that, the Meredra Synagogue bought a brand new Hammond organ. And they went to somebody who knew organ. And believe it or not, I had studied for two years under Barry Smith in St. George's Cathedral. Wow. A man of all seasons. Yes. Uh, and I sat down on this Hammond organ and they said, this is it. And I became the organist for weddings. And then I was asked to take over as choir master, which I did until I made Aliyah, until I went to live in Israel. So for two and a half years I did that. But I had a complete background with the late Jacob Lichterman, who was a very famous um, cantor in Warsaw. And with my dear friend, Cantor Badash, who I saw the other day, a man of 97. May his years be be prolonged. Uh,
0: Philip Badash. And he says, I told you to go to Israel. You see, you made a career. (laughs) Raymond, you also said whenever you do an interview, you always make sure, or even when you do a presentation on stage, you always make sure you credit and remember your teachers. Well, I had two very special teachers. The one was Cornelius Verweymeren,
1: who came out from Rotterdam early in his life, and he taught me in the primary school together with the high school, which was quite unusual, from about Standard 2 right through to Matric. And he had a superb grounding in teaching harmony. My late brother studied harmony with him and did uh, music for matric. And I could never have wished for a better teacher. We finished all our syllabus three years before the time and we spent our lives playing piano duets, which I think is something (laughs) I recommend to all pianists. Do you want to learn the material? that. At the moment, they just brought out a recording of about 18 CDs of all Brahms's chamber music, but for piano, piano duet okay. and piano duet. I've just received it.
0: There are also the recordings of Brahms's symphonies. Correct. It's on, on the same recording. Piano four it's, hands. it's
1: piano four hands. Yeah. And at the academy where we teach, they use those particular schools, which are still very much available. As a way for young conductors to experience working with orchestras, and those people knew the scores a lot better than all of us because you had to play your way, you had to play your way through all these scores, and you got to know them much better than just listening to recording mm,
0: or just looking at the score. Mm-hmm. And it, so that was the so one teacher. That, but I but mean, the, the other teacher yes. was a very famous person. Anybody
1: from Weinberg Boys High will know the name Arnold Lorry. Our blessed memory. Yesterday I was in Pinance at the Jewish Cemetery and I went to pay my respects at his grave. He was the finest English teacher one could ever had. He was a man of high culture. He had the famous Weinberg Boys High School Orchestra, which was very famous at its time. Vivaldi was the king of, of the masters. And we, I came to him at the age of 12 and I said, Mr. Laurie, I want to study violin, and he looked at me. He was typical Mr. Chips, a very stern man. He says, Raymond, he says, you're a pianist. Why do you want to? i tell you why, I said. I think I'm going to be one day an orchestrator. I want to know how to write for orchestra. And that one way of doing it is by knowing the instrument at first hand. Yeah. And he says, I like that excuse. It was a very adult excuse in the 60s to make in Cape Town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. And I studied with him. I was the world's worst violinist, believe me. And he squirmed and the rest of it. But when we came to our final uh, year, he had to retire. And he said, well, what are you going to play? I'm going to play those uh, Schubert's on a teen. I said, to him, I'm not going to play. Now, you never spoke to your principal like that. You're typical, very English. I said to him, on the contrary, I said, take a look what I have here. And I took out of my old satchel what turned out to be my, my first violin sonata. And he said, okay. And I had a horrible handwriting, which improved wonderfully until I went over to Finale and I write everything on Finale today. But he picked up the violin. He played through two movements and he played the beginning of the third movement. He says, where's the rest of it? I said, wait a minute. Waka biggie. <laughs> within two weeks. And we performed this work. It was a most incredible experience for me. And I must tell one little story, I know I'm taking up time, but when he retired, he called me one day, he said, listen, I'm going to perform in front of my staff as a farewell present. Nothing gives me the greater joy than to play your violin sonata again. So I said, fine. So I arrived over there and he said to me, wait outside, and he brought me a cup of tea and a piece of cake. And I looked at him, I'm the artist. <laughs> I'm Mr. Know-all. What do you like doing to me? I didn't say that in so many words. And we had the cake and the tea and the staff came and we went upstairs and I played the work and all the staff came to say goodbye. And before I left, I said to him, I asked, why did you not allow me into the staff room? I'm a graduate now. And he looked at me and smiled and he says, until you have gone and earned your teacher's licentiate diploma and you will have earned the right come into the staff room. Only
0: then will I allow you into the staff room. (laughs) Good for him. Raymond, another piece of music, I think. Uh, Open the gates of heaven. Now, Mm -hmm. what are we going to hear?
1: This is a piece of music written by Lewandowski. The tune is written by Lewandowski, where I had to rebuild the piece. Now, what I did, because of my harmonic um, situation, I have an exceptionally wonderful, colorful set of harmonies I can write in any style. And this has become a piece that's performed throughout the world.
0: That's Open the Gates of Heaven. It was another choice of my guest, Raymond Goldstein, a musician, composer, conductor, living and working in Jerusalem. And as you've been hearing, quite a career. You know, right at the beginning, Raymond, when I asked you what your real thing was, and you you said liturgical music. And what I want to know, and I ask this actually genuinely, can you tell us what Jewish art music is? What makes... Jewish music, Jewish. Is that an easy-ish question to answer? It's a fairly tricky question, but I would say,
1: first of all, the language. The language would be either Yiddish or Hebrew or Ladino. Ladino is the Sephardic form of Yiddish spoken by people in North Africa and Spanish-Portuguese. You have to understand we are divided up into different categories. Mm. But the next thing that was most important is that the music will be based on modes and not on major-minor scales only. Ah, yes. You mentioned that with and the Dorian and Phrygian exactly. and all exactly uh, But it goes much more further. It's the feeling. There is a crex. A there's a sort of pain. We like, we like to sing happy music, but at the same time put in a little bit of pain. <laughs> you know what crane is? No. When you have a gefilte fish and you put on this horseradish, it's got a bit of a bite. yes, yes. So yes. we like that sort of thing a it's bit of a po- bite. part and parcel of our makeup. the sweet. It's like Viennese music, which is uh, sweet and sour. So we have something similar. So Jewish art music very much is like um, Deutsche Lied, let's take uh, the Lied. Uh It's exactly the same, but it's written in Yiddish or in Hebrew. And it can sometimes be secular, and sometimes it can be of sacred nature. So the greatest practitioner of us all was Sidor Belarsky. We actually used to tour South Africa in the 40s and 50s. He was a Basu um, Profondo who was accepted by Toscanini to do Rocco in uh, Fidelia. So Ooh. this was ah. a consummate a musician. Late Laura Soule used to tell me of how she had to accompany him 65 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember her stories from years ago. I had recordings. My late grandfather had two records of Sidor Belaski, and I couldn't stop playing the music. <laughs> and it's equivalent on Florida Atlantic University stroke Judaica. You can listen to hours of Siro Belaski. He was the greatest bard. And this was my love of interest of Jewish art music. And we had our own poems and our own poetry. And uh, in many ways, uh, people to this day are still singing a lot of this music. There is Jewish art music by Lazar Weiner, which is Kunstlied. But in Yiddish, and of course you have folk music, music that was done love songs, happy songs, music unfortunately of the ghetto and music of the concentration camp. Of course, it's a massive subject that we cannot even yeah, deal yeah. with
0: now, because there's also klezmer music.
1: Klezmer is not really, and people can hate me for this, it's not original uh, Jewish music. It's music from the Balkans, the Balkans and Romania and that area, Moldavia,
0: but. We took that type of music and we put in our modes and we made it Jewish. Okay, that's interesting. And the other very important thing, Raymond, is the cantor in Jewish music, isn't it? Although, once again, that's liturgical. Exactly. In English, it's called the precentor.
1: And he was the one who developed a a collocatura of such a degree that the man in the street could never sing it. In the real orthodox profession, he was usually a very high tenor. Uh Uh, In the conservative tradition, he could be a baritone. And through his voice, he would carry the congregation on his shoulders. And my work has been teaching um, cantorial art music. And I've been a senior teacher at the Tel Aviv Cantorial Institute. And as a result of that, all the top cantors coming out of the school for the last 30 years have gone through my hands. And instinctively, they want my stuff. And therefore, many of the modern cantors throughout the world sing my junk. (laughs) Your junk.
0: Oh, Don't say
1: that. uh, I mean, in a lovely way. And I've got examples over here of one of my top cantors by the name of Aziz Schwarz, who studied with me for seven years and is regarded probably as the main uh, cantor today in Manhattan, who got his degrees also through Manhattan School of Music and has performed with leading symphony orchestras and a most incredible choir besides his own, the Rias Chemerchor, uh which is the main uh, choir
0: in Berlin to this That's day. That's right, that it still is. We'll come back maybe to that uh, voice, but you've chosen two excerpts here, praising God and benediction, that we're going to hear one after the other. What? What? Tell me about these. Well,
1: when I came to Curaçao, I had to go and dig up all the music. There had been two synagogues on this island, it's in the tropics, and things were tattered and torn. And the music was very much influenced, not always, by the Dutch mainland, and the uh, Higdal is basically a Schubertian waltz, but in a Dutch style. <laughs> and the other piece, the uh, Benedictus, or B- B- bandiamos, is written in the Papiamento language, which is uh, the Yiddish form that was done of that language, quasi-Portuguese, partly Spanish and Yiddish, all together in a pot. And it's a sort benediction,
0: uh, praising God on, on the Sabbath. Okay, so we'll listen to them both in a row. Yes, but just an excerpt from each exactly. Let's do that <laughs> duniya We heard two short excerpts the first called Praising God, the second Benediction, and it's music from Curacao. Did you say, Raymond? Curacao. 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 It's what?
1: in the Netherlands and Thebes. What were you doing there? Very simply, uh, as I said, I was a teacher of cantors from around the world, and one of my pupils, Gideon Zellemeyer, his mother was born there and uh, she grew up afterwards in mainland Holland. And she said to me one day, you know, there are tons and tons of manuscripts and scraps of music from the two temples that had been there years before that Hebrew University should do something to reinstate and rebuild the music. So I was sent out to the island for a week and I rebuilt all the music. It took 10 years for us to get (laughs) it released, but that was something else. And the music was published and is available from the Hebrew Research Council in Hebrew Music Research Council in
0: the... National Library together with the Hebrew University. I was just thinking uh, as we've been speaking you've travelled a lot haven't you around this planet of ours? Quite
1: a lot. I've been twice to Australia, I've been about ten times to the States, Um, Germany more times than I want to remember, lots of times to Vienna, I've performed a number of times in the home of 19th century liturgical music, which was Zulz's Temple, which still exists. In the Vienna. Na- in Vienna, Vienna, the Nazis couldn't destroy it because it was part of a long series of buildings and it was used as a stable once upon a time during the Second World War. But right, uh, right, it's right. been a, a wonderful experience.
0: And each time you go to these countries, is it always for music, always it's to always perform? always usually to <coughs> perform. I never look for the work. Work always comes
1: my way. Uh, apart from COVID, I was going abroad four or five times a year. My goodness.
0: When were you last in South Africa? I haven't been back for 12 years. Wow. So it must be quite an experience to be back It was here. wonderful. And also to share your music in those concerts you had. It was really
1: wonderful. I'm very lucky because many of the people in the audience are people that come to the Jerusalem Great Synagogue to listen to our world-famous services. Mm-hmm. And I recognized many friends,
0: and it's been wonderful. Tell me just briefly, um, Raymond, about this opera that you wrote. Apparently you wrote an opera. Like, a yeah, chamber opera. I wrote an, a chamber opera with my friend Jacobo
1: Kaufmann, who was a very well-known opera director. In fact, he mm. did in Blomfontein uh, La Traviata uh, about 25 years ago. He's a man who's a specialist in the music of Jacques Offenbach and Isaac Offenbach, his father, who was a very well-known cantor. And in the research, I rearranged, we're not doing it today, but I rearranged two pieces of Jacques Offenbach, whose name was Jankel, mm-hmm. And uh, he had a bar mitzvah, and um, we did it with the Ziegen Philharmonic Choir. Uh, It was a 96-part choir, and we recorded it in Germany. And I had to resurrect the music. It was written for a cantor who played violin very well, so most of the times we would have just a primo or very simple type of accompaniment, and then I rebuilt. My job is rebuilding and resetting music to a
0: higher level. Raymond... We're going to have another piece of music now, which I see, Kaddish, for the three festivals. Tell us about that briefly. Okay. The Chetzi Kaddish and the full Kaddish, these are prayers
1: for the dead, but there's nothing sad at all about it. And if I just have to quote in English an example of the Kaddish, I would say to you as follows. May God's great name be exalted and hallowed throughout the created world as is God's wish. May God's sovereignty soon be established in our lifetime and that of the house of Israel. And we may say, Amen.
0: That's a piece, well, Kaddish for the three festivals, and Raymond read some of the words there. Um, Raymond, as we approach the end of the program, because time flies when you're having fun, what I wanted to know, here you are in South Africa, you say you've retired, but you strike me as the sort of person who cannot retire. So what are you going to do? Do you go back to Jerusalem? Is Jerusalem your home? Jerusalem is my home. I live in the German colony, which
1: is a wonderful area, full of professors and educational people. Religious people, non-religious people—it's a wonderful place. It's a safe place. You can walk around the streets at three o'clock in the morning, not feeling scared in the center of Jerusalem.
0: Why is it called the German area?
1: Because the German Templars came out and founded their own little colony in the 19th century, and there are examples of beautiful Templar houses uh, uh, over there. Today, they're putting in—they intend to put in a new light rail against many wishes, but. Make way for progress. The whole of Jerusalem at the moment is completely topsy-turvy, and we have a wonderful new light railway service.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The, um, so my idea is I had to retire. In Israel, you turn 67, and you can be an absolute genius in your work, but you're sent home because this is academia in Israel. You have to retire. Uh, but apart from that, I'm still a senior teacher at the Tel Aviv Control Institute, and I'm still very much the music ranger for the Jerusalem Gate Synagogue I'm conducting in a week and a half time. Uh, I've been there already for 46 years. and But besides that, I am very busy preparing for concerts, uh, left and centers. More and more our concerts are with symphony orchestraed days, and uh, there 's a demand for that and Once a year, the emuna women, the religious women, have a big symphony concert with the jews symphony and i 've been the arranger in chief for the last decade writing for that, besides doing preparing for concerts. I was now in Australia, where we had a beautiful concert in Dover Heights, where a lot of South Africans are, and a top pupil of mine is now the chief cantor of the great synagogue of <laughs> And that's what happens. Things miss, things All that my miss. top pupils get these jobs, and yeah. they don't move without me. So I just had a phone call the other day. We We want you to resurrect our complete Sabbath morning service. We're not happy. It needs to be reworked, and you were right. So I'm writing music for them, the Park Avenue Synagogue. And then another person is Nathaniel Hirschtig. He's in the Hamptons, and they're doing great, great work. And you can find everything on YouTube. Nathaniel Hurstig Aziz Schwartz, Menachem Feldman. You type in the names and you will not get up from your <laughs> table. computer. Okay. And they will
0: not leave me alone. Baruch, may the Lord be blessed. Raymond, I'm interested that your last piece is children's music because you said you enjoy writing children's music, which must be so different from the liturgical music. I like writing children's music,
1: but unfortunately, I've only written one cycle. Okay, and this was written for a colleague of mine who was from New Zealand, Miriam Meltzer, and uh, she asked me many years ago to write a song cycle based on children's verse by Miriam Jelen Shtekilis, who was very famous. And I wrote a song cycle called Hasabon Bacha Mo'od, which means that the soap bar cries. And it's with regards to kids by the name of Elisheva, Daniel, and their lives as little kids, and it's beautiful things. I have an Elisheva, and I have a Daniel. I've got three children, and there's also a shira And it meant a lot to me at the time, about 20 years ago when I did it. And this is written for soprano, flute, and harp. Interesting. And, and when you hear it, it's you wouldn't believe it's the same composer, because it's a different style. I have practically never have ever written in English. I've written in Afrikaans, I've written in Hebrew, and I like writing in Hebrew. It appeals to me. The last thing is this, that Lewandowski, the greatest 19th century German liturgical composer, wrote in Hebrew. And a little while ago, they issued a recording of the Deutsche Psalms in German, and it sounded like bad Mendelssohn, which <laughs> meant which meant that the language Hebrew... Is there such people, a thing as
0: bad Mendelssohn?
1: Yes, and I know Mendelssohn music <laughs> backwards, despite the fact that Wagner tried to prevent things to be... Prevented. It was my little tease for you, Raymond. I know, but they can be. I have all the liturgical music. I have all the choral music of Mendelssohn. I know it backwards. But uh, the fact is that when you wrote in Hebrew, there's something about the language, it turns you on. Like Afrikaans can turn you on. Mm, I know. Okay, what are we going to hear? What we're going to hear is the opening verse about the little soba crying. And the words are basically this, the soba cries bitterly. Danny doesn't want me more, and the toothbrush is nothing but crying, and the toothpaste says, don't cry, but yet she cries, and the angry tap is very angry with Danny, and the water, water, water is hurting his ears, and they sing, 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 shroom, 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 rim, and they sing, Danny, Danny, dirty boy, oh, so dirty, so much so, if he must go to kindergarten today, who will say hello to Danny? Everyone will ask for that. That's a dirty, dirty. That and little Hadassa is going to hide in the corner. She won't even recognize him. Not at all. And the water, 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 water.
0: Thank you, Raymond, Raymond Goldstein. You've been a great and entertaining guest. It's been great to meet you. Thank you. Thank you very, very much.